Hello, friends, and welcome to Troidal Power Presents Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power. Um, we are checking out a visual novel today by the name of My Aunt is a Witch. I was provided an advanced copy of this, um, but that's not going to influence how much I enjoy it. I'm just here to play a fun game, and we'll see what's up with it. Have a beverage on hand, which I'm going to need because this being a visual novel, we're probably going to be talking a fair bit. Um, but for now, let's click on new game and let's get into it. How my controller turned off. I was like, why is nothing responding? Because the controller turned off. Very professional, Troy. Good start. Let's click on new game. Here we go. Um, I know nothing about this except for that it's, it's a really cute visual. Um, through the slumber, I heard voices and the engine's rattling noise. Probably press A. <gasps> Crickstone Road. It looks like we're looking out a um, a uh, window of a train. That's probably Crickstone Road. That's probably like an announcer voice. Nope, it was just the internal monologue. It was finally my stop. I opened my eyes and hurried to the exit. And the doors open up, and there's like a really nice like trees and stuff outside. It looks very pretty. As soon as I got off the bus, <clears throat> we need a voice for this guy. As soon as I got off the bus, I took the old Polaroid photo out of my pocket and started to walk along the path. It's a young boy here with orange hair and big circular glasses. I had to find Aunt Alice's house using the photo taken six years ago. It wasn't an easy task, I must say. No one cared enough to draw me a map. How can my dad draw it for me with all his important responsibilities, like going through the jewelry catalogs to pick another diamond ring for my stepmother? So all I got was the old photo taken when my mother and father visited Aunt Alice. By the way, my father had to prove how much he loved Sophia almost every week, and the prices of the presents were increasing rapidly. This is exactly the reason why I didn't get a new bike for my last birthday. My father just patted me on the shoulder and gave me five bucks to get something for myself. I think my stepmother's pure evil. She might be the evilest evil in the entire universe. And I know that my mom, who was smiling at me from the photo, would agree. Her smile was so warm and pleasant unlike the cold grin of my stepmother. I swear that when I see her pulling the meat in the grinder while watching me with her little sparkling eyes, I sometimes feel like my life is in danger. <sighs> but now I am far away, and she can't touch me with her long, pale fingers. I've already been here once, when I was little. My mother brought me with her to see her sister. At the time, everything seemed so dreamlike and unreal to me. Aunt's house truly was a magical place full of miracles. Of course, since I was just a kid, I was imagining things. Still, I had a lot of fun during my stay. It didn't really matter if it was only a fantasy, because I was having a good time there. Gosh, I'm really glad that I left that stuffy bus. I was finally able to get some fresh air. There's leaves falling around me as I walk. I couldn't wait to see the place from my childhood. I wonder if I could imagine something magical now. I walked along a narrow path covered in leaves. It was so nice to walk in the woods with pleasantly chill autumn wind on my face. The sun was pouring in bright colors from the sky, drawing interesting patterns on thick branches. Magnificent fir trees were surrounding me, and the birds were singing their beautiful songs merrily. This warm atmosphere lifted my spirits, and I couldn't help but smile. It was so pleasant to walk through the forest in peace and quiet, especially after living in a noisy city for so long. Not so much of a wilderness, after all, and the village must be close to my aunt's house. 
Last time, my parents and I went there to see the toy fair. <laughs> my stupid stepmother probably thought she was sending me to live in some kind of a dump, but fortunately it wasn't so bad. Maybe I can even make friends with the guys from the village. Some part of me would like to fall lazily on the sofa and turn on the comedy show with Jay Earl, but I felt that something interesting and huge was waiting for me. A strange feeling for a 12-year-old boy who was just kicked out of the house by a grumpy stepmother. By the way, she herself should... Excuse me. <clears throat> By the way, she herself should sometimes get out of the city to enjoy the fresh air instead of sitting there all day. She's always at home or at work. That's probably why she's so pale and constantly complaining about everything to my dad. For a split second, I paused and asked myself, why I ever thought that Aunt Alice would be happy to see me in the first place? Could she suddenly change, grow old, and become just as grumpy as my stepmother? During my last day, my auntie and I seemed to get along well. We had a lot of fun together. But who knows what was going on in the minds of these adults. Suddenly I felt my tummy rumbling. Last time I ate was early in the morning. I was given just a couple of apples for the road. The last one was down in my pocket. Groping for a round green apple, I slowly took it out and bit off a decent piece. Ugh, so sour. I was surprised that it wasn't poisoned after all, since it was my stepmother who gave it to me. What a nasty woman. Well, at least she wasn't here so I didn't need to listen to her endless comments and complaints. Sit straight, Thomas. You eat like a savage. Elbows off the table. Stop gnawing the pen. My war with her was over for now, but I was a little worried what would happen to my father. I guess his relationship with her wasn't bad. He at least didn't have to fear to be tortured with sour apples. Suddenly, I smelled something. It came from the depths of the forest. I breathed in deeper, and the pleasant aromas of cinnamon and boiled condensed milk tickled my nose. Yo, my wife made condensed milk the other day. She made it to make ice cream. Holy smokes, it was so good, sweetened condensed milk. Ah, oh, she made it and we used it as coffee creamer for a couple days. Mmm, delicious. How appetizing. The aroma of baked goods coming from behind the trees was so inviting that it turned me into a predator stalking... It turned me into a predator stalking prey. There we go, that was a little tough. And even though my hunger was stilled for now, I really wanted to try Ant's cooking. I even felt the taste of something sweet in my mouth. God, it smells so good. It is working pretty well so far. I could have been sent to the Evergreen Boarding School for boys, from which, according to rumors, no one had ever returned. And the guys at school were telling such frightening stories about this terrible place that it almost turned out to be one of the most disturbing that it that it almost turned into one of the most disturbing urban legends. That tripped me up. Ooh, okay, our, our picture changed. We're looking now um, over our, our character's shoulder, and we see a river with a, kind of a rock jutting up uh, uh, over the river, Pride Rock style, and the path looks like it goes up that rock. Um, this is a really cute visual. Uh, this one's a still image. The last one was like lightly animated of him walking with the trees moving by in the background. This time we're just looking at a still image. Ah, chasing this pleasant <clears throat> chasing this pleasant smell, I found myself on a clearing. In the distance, there was a cliff. And judging by the photo, the house should be right there, but it wasn't. We see he's holding up a Polaroid, and the I mean, it lines up perfectly with that cliff, and the path should lead right to the house, but there's no house there. Not believing my eyes, I took a few steps forward, looking carefully at the photo. That's right, the house should be here. And suddenly I saw it. 
and he puts his hand down and the Polaroid's gone and there's the house is now there. I saw the outline of a house standing on the very edge of the cliff. It seemed to have emerged from the air. What a funny picture. It looks like it had been chased there by all these sharp fir trees, but it didn't jump off the cliff anyway. My imagination sometimes likes to play games. Why didn't I notice it at once? Smoke poured from the chimney and a delicious smell came out of the windows. It seemed I wasn't mistaken and a great dinner was waiting for me. I should say the house, uh, it's a one-story house, like a main building is one story um, with a red tile roof, but then there's a, a tower coming off the left side of it. Um, so it's like a tiny little house, but with this tower that goes up three stories above that. And it looks like there's a little balcony on the tower. And then it also has a peaked red roof with uh, another window in it. So maybe there's a little tiny room at the top. And now the picture changes and we see uh, a woman on a broom in a uh, purple dress with orange stripes with puffy sleeves uh, and red hair spiraling behind her in swirls and a purple hat riding a broom chasing a black cat with a cookie in its mouth. I didn't even have time to come up to the porch as the door suddenly swung open. A black cat with a cookie between its teeth jumped out of the house. He was followed by Aunt Alice riding on a broomstick. A broomstick! Colorful sparks were shooting from her hands. What's going on here? I couldn't believe my eyes. I immediately wanted to run away, hoping to catch up with the bus. But at the same time, I felt like clapping my hands with some strange joy. My aunt laughed so wickedly and viciously that a cold chill ran down my back. Uh, and now Alice says, You ate all my cookies, rascal. I'll skin you alive. Just wait till I get my hands on you. And somebody says, Skin alive? Auntie began to chase the, the cat around the house, firing and blah, blah. Let me, let me have another go at that line. Um, uh, okay. Andy began chasing the cat around the house, firing colorful sparks at him. Various luminous figures appeared around my auntie every now and then, and I looked at it spellbound. Finally, common sense took over. Of course, this is just a dream. I probably dozed off during the trip. Purple glowing ball flew over my head, showering me with bright sparks. My earlier assumption immediately collapsed, and I opened my mouth again in surprise. No, 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 this couldn't be true, it just couldn't. My common sense continued to fight, but it was obviously losing. This is just crazy. I jumped to the place where the glowing ball fell and touched the burnt grass. And now it says Thomas. I assume this is my character speaking out loud. God, it's hot. Damn it, is it really true? Are you kidding me? My aunt continued to rush for the cat around the house, time after time flying over the gulf. How is that even possible? Can it be magic? Meanwhile, the cat ran around the house numerous times, but suddenly he changed direction, rushing towards me. I stood still like a statue. In the blink of an eye, this long-tailed creature climbed upon me. I see you found yourself a shelter, rascal. Get down, Thomas. That's Alice speaking. And Thomas goes, what? And she says, next time, Excuse me. Next time, you'll get yourself under control, Grimmer. My aunt aimed her finger at my head, and a red spark flew out of it. See you! And Grimmer goes, Meow! With a powerful flow of magic, Alice sent the cat into the depths of the forest, and the fluffy ball disappeared in the leaves. I could have died. Now we just see a calm image of the front of the house. There's a door, there's three windows we can see, two to the left of the door, one to the right, and then a, a bucket in the grass out in front. Now Thomas says, you almost killed me. And Alice says, no need to worry, you are alive. 
And how could I ever kill my adorable nephew? She beamed at me and came closer, as if nothing had happened. It's been ages. I just realized her hat has like a little face on it. Um, how I've missed you, Thomas. I couldn't get over what I just saw. My aunt hugged me so tightly that I almost lost the ability to perceive reality, along with the ability to breathe. Thomas says, Auntie, what on earth just happened? And Alice says, that was the most impudent cat on the whole planet. If you're talking about Grimmer, of course. I'm talking about all those sparks, that broom. Ah, oh, that's nothing. Witch stuff. Witch stuff? I struggled to suppress a cry of delight. Meanwhile, Alice began to examine me. You've become thinner since our last meeting. This nasty Sophia doesn't give you any food. Who cares, Andy? That was incredible. Why is this such a surprise for you? Didn't your dad tell you that I'm a witch? Oh, well, he said, but this is... Hmm? This is real magic, damn it. Watch your language, young man. But it's really great that you liked it. How are you feeling? That barrier might have taken some power from you when you were getting through it. Is it because of magic that I didn't see the house from a distance? Right you are. This house is not visible to those who are not looking for it. And if you are looking for it, it'll immediately show up when you come closer. That's how it is. She smiled again. She smelled kind of familiar. I think it's my mom's perfume. Yes, your mom and I had similar tastes for a lot of things, but unfortunately not for men. She grinned. Oh, she grinned and sighed. It just so happened that my boyfriend turned out to be a piece of work and I just had to turn him into a cat. Now he's my pet. Wow, don't tell me that that was your boyfriend who was just sitting on my head. She nodded. I opened my mouth even wider in surprise. She turned her boyfriend into a cat? Wow. Well, on the other hand, I should calm down. What if she turned me into a bug or a mouse? If I had my hands on the table or forgot to make my bed or... Auntie put her hand on my shoulder, interrupting my disturbing thoughts. Don't worry, Thomas, I won't hurt you. I'm a good witch. And besides, this Grimmer continues to annoy me even when being a cat, so I didn't give him a tail for nothing. This fluffy bag devoured all the cookies I had baked for your arrival. You might not understand it now, but sometimes a girl just has to turn her nasty boyfriend into an animal of some kind. I just nodded. Relationships are not my thing at all. Well, I'm only 12. But if one of the girls in my school told a friend that she had turned a guy into a cat, the next day she'd be locked in a cuckoo house. Just imagine flying brooms and cats that once were people. I wondered what was going to happen next. I still cannot believe that this is real magic. Of course it is real. There is no other. It was very difficult to believe what was happening, especially the part where Auntie claimed to have turned her boyfriend into a cat. But no matter how crazy it sounded, it seemed to be the truth. This is great. Well except for the cat thing. I think I will like your place. No doubt about that. It's getting colder. We should get inside. I'll give you some hot tea. Okay. She walked quickly towards the house. I looked back at the forest. What about Grimmer? Hurry up, Thomas. I don't want you to get cold. And don't worry about this rascal. He'll be all right. He always finds his way home. We're inside the house now. Um, I'm gonna try and describe everything that's going on, but there's a lot to see on the screen right now. So we've got um, a bookshelf on the left. 
that has um, some shoes on it, it looks like. So I guess it's not a bookshelf, it's a shoe shelf. It also has some jars, one with peaches, one with pickles maybe. Uh, on top of it is a hat tree that's actually a tree and it's got various witches hats on it and also a very uh, pretty plain looking hat. Um, there's a picture on the wall of a witch, like with a uh, long witch nose, typical looking witch. There's two brooms mounted on the wall above a uh, deer that is mounted a deer head uh, with one, two, three, four points on one side of its antlers and five points on the other. There's a little bookshelf and another uh, picture of a witch and then another picture of a witch, um, a pumpkin up on a shelf, a, a jack-o'-lantern next to a treasure chest with some beads, some more brooms leaning back up against a wall next to a uh, rack with a purse hanging from it, a little lamp with a purple nightshade, uh, lampshade rather, on top of it with a smiley face on it, and a big blue couch that looks like it'd be very, very comfy to sit on, and a wolf pelt rug on the floor. Woo! We went inside the house, and I found myself in a pretty spacious hallway with a huge sofa stretching along the wall. There were some pictures on the walls and a toothy wolf skin under the sofa. In horror, I stared at this monster, which seemed like it had just crawled from under a child's bed like some kind of a furry boogeyman. Welcome to the witch's house. It is very cute in here, Auntie. I said in a cheerful voice, still looking at the shaggy monster under the sofa. Thank you, I tried to tidy up for your arrival, remove dried mice and all the rubbish that was hanging here for years. I want you to feel at home. With difficulty, I pried my eyes away from the monster on the floor and looked at my aunt. I didn't know you were expecting me. Auntie put the broom up against the wall and she smiled at me. Your father told me you weren't getting along with your stepmother and I suggested that she should come here and stay at my place. He agreed. This woman, Sophia, has completely clouded his mind. From what he told me, I realized that she was pure evil. So I told her on purpose that I urgently needed a servant to keep the house clean. She immediately suggested that I should take you and began to describe you as an extremely diligent worker. You would clean and dust the furniture and wouldn't be afraid of any work and so on. Ugh, what a devilish woman. Apparently she wanted you to live in the worst place possible. That is why I told her that hell on earth awaits you right here. She was so happy, as if she had won a million bucks in the lottery and said that she would send you on the first bus tomorrow. Sophia is really cruel. I think that she is not a human at all, but some kind of a beast. Maybe I should put her in my creature's book archive. Sophia, a demon eating little boy's good mood. I chuckled. She sure is. By the way, how old are you? Recently turned 12. Wow, you're not a little boy anymore. Well, most likely. I'm just not as naive as before. She slightly pushed me with her elbow. And what kind of lucky girl stole the heart of such a handsome boy? I blushed a bit. I think it's still too early for that. For now, I'm mostly interested in books. Ah, so we have a wunderkind here. Good news! Take your time to look around while I'll put some more cookies in the oven, or I'll have nothing to treat you with. That damn cat has devoured it all. My aunt walked straight into the adjacent room. I threw off my book, propped my glasses, and looked around. There are lots of brooms here, and I noticed that they had different handles. Some had thick and crooked sticks. Others were straight and thin. I was in a good mood, and just for fun, I grabbed the closest broom and mounted it as if I was flying on a broomstick. Then I took one of the hats and put it on my head. Look, Auntie, I look like a real sorcerer, haha. <laughs> what is this, Thomas? Her voice came from afar. Judging by the noise from the room, she must have been busy in the kitchen. What kind of joke is this, you wretched boy? It sounded from somewhere above. I jumped up on the spot. 
The hat flew off my head to the floor and looked at me accusingly. Surprised, I dropped the boom. Auntie! The sound of quick steps could be heard. Oh dear, Thomas, what were you thinking? She abruptly, <clears throat> she abruptly ran up to me, picked up the broom and the hat. I'm s oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry, Madame Bonwright. Auntie, Auntie, <clears throat> geez, I'm getting all confused about my voices. Auntie wiped the hat carefully and hung it on a hook. And then the hat says, I've been here for years now and I've never seen such impudence. What a naughty boy. Who is this brazen fool, Alice? This is my nephew. <clears throat> this is my nephew, Thomas. I was staring at the hat in total disbelief. My mind simply refused to understand things. You need to urgently discipline this boy, Alice. This wicked, dis dissolute, this wicked, dissolute boy is bad news. As your deceased mother and my mistress always said, rules are the most important part of an education. Bonwright, <laughs> Bonwright grinned quite satisfied. You see, even your hat has better manners than this young man. It's good that you remember it too, Ignaty Petrovich. I didn't have a chance to forget. You repeated it a hundred times, madam. You shouldn't raise your voice at me, you know. She, su <laughs> she suddenly snored. Alice pointed her wand, which seemed to have appeared from thin air from the hat, and sighed in relief. It's not polite to interrupt like this, but if she gets started, she will never stop. Yeah, this old bat has completely gone nuts. Let me introduce myself, lad. My name is Ignaty Petrovich. This hat... I can't believe it's talking. And this fellow does not know where hats come from. Right, Alice? Auntie nodded. No, he knows nothing about our world. Which hats are woven... Oh, excuse me. Which hats are woven in special magic workshops, most often from Living Thread, and they get their names from their creators. Mine had Russian roots, so he called me after his eldest son. It's very simple, Thomas. Well, I see. It's very simple. Auntie smirked. Is it really? No, not at all. What kind of explanation was this? What kind of life thread? What special workshops? He talked to me as if I knew about this kind of stuff. I had thought for a while. Hmm, judging by your facial expressions, you didn't understand a damn thing. Well, let me ask you this. Where do you think a person's soul comes from? Its existence has not yet been proven. <laughs> I responded readily. The question was simple enough and any kid could answer it. That's the same thing here. It's not clear how everything works. Some magicians believe that the souls of the dead live in the hats. Others think they're the souls of the unborn. Pick any version you like. It'll be all right. Either way, nothing will change. I myself am not a supporter of any of these arcane theories. I prefer real science. Shall we practice philosophy some other time, please? Thomas and I need to look around the house, and you, Igni, should be engaged in composing a new catalog for my potion shop. Well, you have your own store? That's right, that's right. I like it so much. I love numbers, but to be honest, Alice is such a bummer that we don't have much profit from this business, and we have to pay that rent in that village. Firstly, this is not a shop, but a stall. Secondly, it's not yours, Igni, but mine. And thirdly, I've got a lot of nice private orders recently, Thomas. Things are really getting better. <laughs> Don't listen to this nonsense, lad. Alice's business is weak, although we are trying to hold on. Thanks to me, of course. And it was my idea to open a shop in the first place. Oh, Igni, you arrogant old fool. I see you're getting on well with anti-Ignati Petrovich. His names are hard. Please, call me Igni, my young friend. And now I need to have a nap. Put me back on the hook, Alice. I still have a lot of work to do. But I need to have some rest first. 
Auntie mumbled something to herself, then she took off her hat and put it on a peg next to the other hats and looked at me again. Well, back to the basics. The home of which is inhabited by a lot of talking things, Thomas. Not only hats can be alive, you should be more careful. This one is not a regular house. I think that's where we're gonna leave it. Is that is that a good is that a good cliffhanger ending for for uh, a podcast episode about this game? Um, like I said, this game's coming up. I think it's coming up on um, November twenty fifth. Let me see if I can confirm that real quick. Um, but it's it's really very cute. The 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 visuals are are super well drawn. It's really beautiful. If if you're just listening to the podcast version of this, do be sure to check out YouTube. There'll be a link in the show notes um, so you can see some of the um, the visuals for it because it's a very pretty game. The illustrations are very nice, um, and the writing's really cute. I'm I, I don't know quite what the plot's gonna be. I, maybe we're gonna help her with her store. Maybe it's just a cute story about Thomas hanging out with his aunt. Um, but whatever it is, I, I like it. It's really cute. Um, the titles, uh, the titles, my aunt is a witch. And there's a Reddit thread that I've seen where someone says, I think my aunt is a witch. And I thought this was going to be related to that, but I think it has absolutely nothing to do with that. It's just coincidental that that also exists. Um, but yeah, this is my aunt is a witch. Uh, I'm just checking the website now for the details on it. It is coming out on November 25th. Uh, on the Nintendo Switch. Um, I believe it's coming on other things too, but Switch is a great place for a visual novel. I've never really done a visual novel before, but so far I, I really kind of like it. It's it's cute, it's fun. Um, it's gonna be $10, but it's $8 if you pre-order it. So for eight bucks, I don't know how long it is, but I think that there's the gorgeous art and the cute writing is probably worth a $8 entry fee. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to keep playing it. Um, I probably won't record more of the podcast for it because um, I kind of want to just, you know, absorb myself in the world of this game because it's just real cute. Um, but I will definitely be talking about it more. So uh, it'll come up on other episodes, I'm sure. Um, and I'll probably write a review about it too. So follow me on Twitter to see kind of where I go with this. And um Check out my aunt as a witch. It's really cute. But don't tap A and hope for the best in this one because if you just tap A, you'll just skip all the dialogue. So press A really slowly and hope for the best in my aunt as a witch on the Nintendo Switch. I can't end without saying tap A and hope for the best. Tap A and hope for the best, y'all. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. There's now a Patreon for Troy the Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troy the Power. You can find the Patreon for Troidal Power Presents Power Playthroughs Podcast with Troidal Power by going to Patreon and searching for Troidal Power. Get access to bonus episodes, you can get early access to episodes as I finish editing them, and you can even request games for me to play. Pretty much whatever you want. I'll do an audio let's play of it. Even if it's like you want an audio let's play of me chopping wood, I'll go find an axe, I'll find some wood, and I'll do an audio only let's play of me chopping wood for you. 
as long as you're a Patreon at the right level at Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs Podcast with Troidal Power's Patreon page at patreon.com slash Power.